Hi, this is Sally and welcome to Reclaiming Pride, LGBT plus survivors of narcissistic abuse. Before we start, there is a trigger warning. The episodes of this podcast may at times refer to domestic violence, emotional, financial and sexual abuse. For the next three episodes, we'll be covering narcissistic parenting and being a child of a narcissistic parent. Now, I've heard from a number of folks, both LGBT plus and also allies who listen into the podcast, and they've let me know that they listen in because they have or have had narcissistic parents. And those folks who have or have had narcissistic parents can relate to the pathologies discussed on the podcast. So I wanted to take a deeper dive into the topic of narcissistic parenting. There is more than one episode on this simply because of the sheer weight of research and information on this topic. So I wanted to give listeners some breathing room to reflect between each of the episodes and all of the weight of the information. There are going to be three episodes and they will include a discussion on the emotional impact of narcissistic parenting, validation of your experiences and practical advice for moving forward. So we'll start by looking at what narcissistic family dynamics are Then we'll gradually dive deeper into the rules of engagement with a narcissistic parent. Then the characteristics of a narcissistic parent. Then later on, we'll look at how each of the forms of narcissistic parenting affects a child and also carries forward into CPTSD, which carries forward into adulthood for the adult child. Then we'll look at the health fallout of narcissistic family trauma on adult children. And finally, in the third episode of the arc, we'll also look at healing and moving forward and tips for how to do that from childhood narcissistic trauma. So first of all, let's look at the overall picture, the narcissistic family dynamic. In her book, Another Chance, Hope and Health for the Alcoholic Family, Sharon Wegscheider-Cruz first wrote about the patterns and common roles in alcoholic families This was later embraced by studies of the toxic family unit, even outside of alcoholism. This book now provides a model for understanding the roles that are played out in dysfunctional and toxic families, and this includes the narcissistic family unit. Whether you grew up in an alcoholic household or a household where parents were abusing one another or there was substance abuse present, most of the effects of being in these environments are exactly the same. So let's take a look at the dynamics in such families and specifically the dynamics in the narcissistic family. Let's see if you recognize some of these. First of all, one of the hallmarks of the narcissistic family dynamic is that there is a hidden toxicity. So narcissistic families often appear relatively normal to the outside world. This is mostly because narcissists are obsessed with their self-image and how they appear to others outside of the home. So therefore nothing may appear strange off or abusive. Narcissistic parents can often have quite high status jobs in order to keep up appearances and the children's material needs can even be very well met. However, you scratch the surface or spend any more than six hours around this family dynamic, even in the outside world, and you start to see the rot that's just beneath that surface. You see that the children's emotional needs are being ignored. You see that their presence is resented and perhaps even punished. You'll notice that the parents are emotionally unavailable, and if there's any physical contact of any kind, it's usually strained and very false. For LGBT plus young folks, this situation can be compounded in the following ways. There can be an invalidation of identity. So narcissistic parents often prioritize their own needs and desires 
over that of their children. This can lead to emotional neglect, rejection, or invalidation of a child's identity, particularly if that child is LGBT+. This invalidation can be emotionally damaging and create feelings of shame and self-doubt. What follows this may be mental health issues, so children raised by narcissistic parents are at a higher risk of developing mental health issues such as anxiety, depression, and even complex post-traumatic stress disorder, or CPTSD, which we're going to be talking about quite a lot in these next three episodes. The added stress of dealing with acceptance or rejection of our sexual orientation or gender identity can also exacerbate these issues. The narcissist often sees themselves as the best parent possible. And by the same token, they expect their children to mirror this back to them by being the perfect child. In the same way that the narcissist expects from their partner that they will give constant adulation, recognition, and reinforcement for the crumbs of affection and material offerings that the narcissist makes, they will do the same thing to their child. The children then quickly learn never to question or complain and have to show unparalleled appreciation for the crumbs of affection the narcissist may offer. The child will often be expected to present themselves in ways in which the narcissist values and will have nothing to do with the child's own personality or burgeoning identity. These ways could mean that the child will need to present in a certain manner socially, academically, athletically, intellectually, artistically, or otherwise, in whatever way the narcissist deems possible. As this is all happening, the child then learns to suppress their own needs. So the child of a narcissistic parent will mostly learn that their parents need to come first and that they must bury their own feelings, needs, and wants. They must constantly read their parents' mind, walk on eggshells, and fake joy at the slightest crumb of affection or gift from the narcissistic parent. These children tend to become increasingly depressed and isolated, and they're separated from and divorced from their own feelings for the most part, and therefore begin to doubt them fundamentally. And don't forget that many children don't know any better, and therefore this is accepted as normal. Yet just underneath the surface lie a huge amounts of anger, despair, and fear. This can also adversely affect compoundedly on LGBT plus young people in the following ways. So you've got the low self-esteem and self-worth. So the constant criticism and lack of emotional support from narcissistic parents can lead to low self-esteem and low self-worth, which can be exacerbated when a child's identity or orientation is not accepted. And this can have a long-term impact on relationships and self-acceptance for somebody who is LGBT+. There's also a difficulty that can happen with intimate relationships for the adult child. So narcissistic parenting can make it challenging for children to form healthy, intimate relationships. They might struggle with trust, vulnerability, and communication, making it more difficult, in fact, for LGBT plus individuals to navigate relationships with partners who understand and accept their identity. Next, as you probably well know, the narcissistic family unit is riddled with secrets, lies, and denial. Whether you are the partner, ex-partner, and or child of a narcissist, the narcissistic family system is run on a series of smoke screens, denials, and secrets in order to continue to function. Children have to deny their feelings, wants, and needs, and siblings cannot have a normal relationship with one another, as they certainly cannot discuss anything with one another about the tension, problems, and toxicity in the household. At all costs, the family must appear normal to the world. 
Therefore, children of narcissists are forced to lie and pretend that everything's okay at home. In reality, they put up with constant, grinding, devastating trauma, the effects of which can take decades to recover from. As an LGBT plus young person, there are often ways in which we are forced to hide many intrinsic aspects of ourselves as it is. Research shows that the following additional strains are placed on LGBT plus children. There is social isolation, so the fear of rejection and the emotional scars from narcissistic parenting can lead to social isolation for anyone. But LGBT plus individuals may also isolate themselves out of fear of not being accepted or understood which can lead to loneliness and further mental health challenges. There can even be substance abuse, so some individuals might turn to substance abuse as a coping mechanism for the emotional pain and stress caused by narcissistic parents and societal discrimination related to their identity. This can have severe ramifications into adulthood. It can also lead to internalized homophobia or transphobia. So environments in which LGBT plus identities are not accepted children might internalize negative beliefs and attitudes about themselves. This can be challenging to overcome in adulthood and may lead to self-hatred and a sense of guilt or shame about their orientation or gender identity. So now that we've looked at the overall narcissistic family dynamic, let's drill down a little further and look at the rules of engagement with a narcissistic parent. See if any of this seems familiar to you. Anyone who's ever lived in a toxic home will know that the shame attached to covering up and trying to pretend everything's okay is massively overwhelming, especially for a child. There are a set of rules of engagement in the narcissistic family, specifically that are loaded with shame for anyone who has to cover them up, and particularly for impressionable young people. So in order to uphold the mask of the narcissist, there are a whole set of unspoken rules of engagement that occur in this kind of family, and any deviation from these is loaded with fear and trauma. These are that you will need to take sides. The child will need to engage in the splitting. In other words, the black and white thinking that the narcissist themselves engages in. There's always shame. There's always blame. There's always guilt. And the narcissist will manipulate conversations and dynamics in the family in order to make people pick a side. If you don't pick the narcissist side, you're always on the wrong side. So you'll notice that they're literally always at odds with someone. So if there are three or four people in the house, there'll always be one of the people or two of the people that the narcissist has a problem with. It will never all be okay. Next, there is a constant emotional deficit. So most people know that affection, emotion, respect, and love are not finite. It's not pie. If someone takes some, it doesn't mean that there's less for everybody else. Love is a renewable resource, and so is respect. But in the narcissistic family, these are extremely limited. Only the worthy are given love and respect, but crumbs of love and respect. And this is doled out very sparingly by the narcissist. It's as if they can't get on with one person without disliking another. This is a constant pattern, and children will observe this as the mood shifts. They know when the dislike is headed for them, and the adulation is headed for somebody else. Now, this could be the other parent, this could be a sibling, this could be anybody else that's in the household, even a pet. The child will learn to read the signs and they will see it coming. And this is extremely traumatic. Next is the normalization of narcissistic rage. So anybody who's ever been around a narcissist 
when they're in full-blown rage mode, knows that this is not normal. This is not a normal expression of anger. This is meant to harm and instill the atmosphere of fear that can end up in physical violence, whether that's directed towards an adult or a child. Everyone in the narcissistic family is expected to allow and put up with the narcissist's irrational, explosive, and violent rage. In addition, if the narcissist also has a substance abuse problem, this will be exacerbated. Along with this is knowing that it's the narcissist's way or the highway. So any opposing or even just slightly differing views from the narcissist are met with absolute shutdown. They are always right, and their point of view is always the correct one, and woe betide any child who will disagree with them. Sometimes children are used as sacrificial scapegoats. As we've seen, the narcissist can never be wrong. So when mistakes naturally happen, as they always do, the narcissist will always need to seek out a scapegoat to blame for their own faults. Mostly the easiest target for this kind of scapegoating is a child. The child is already under full control. Their amygdala is going crazy with fight, flight, freeze or fawn. And they also do not possess the intellectual horsepower to fight back verbally with the narcissist. And honestly, even if they could, they'd be too afraid to do so. In the narcissistic family, the child is the perfect scapegoat. The child is also forced to accept the narcissist dominance. So the narcissist is always right, as we've seen. The narcissist behavior is always acceptable. Anything less than full acceptance of their dominance warrants the utmost punishment. Now, what you've just heard is acute dysfunction from the narcissist and acute abusive toxicity. But should the child make a mistake, that would be unacceptable. So that's the next one. Mistakes in a narcissistic family dynamic are unacceptable, except if they're those of the narcissist themselves. If a child makes mistakes in the narcissistic home or even outside at school or something like that, the narcissistic parent hears about this. It is a cause for humiliation and shaming treatment for the child by that parent. People just being human or making mistakes is absolutely anathema to a narcissist. One of the major ways which children learn and in which we form our personalities is through our errors and through making mistakes. For the child of a narcissist, this is not allowed. Imagine what that does to somebody's development. So then after the mistakes, there's always the blame game. No matter what it is, no matter whether it's large or small, there will always be someone to blame for something in the narcissistic household, even if there's no need to blame anyone for anything at all. The only thing that can be guaranteed is the blame will never be placed on the narcissist. And finally, with this, there is no forgiveness. A child or anyone in the narcissistic family will never be forgiven. Grudges will be held for years, thrown in their face. A child will never be able to forget a mistake they had made years before, even decades before. It will become part of their personal history because it will be forced upon them time and time and time again by the narcissistic parent. Usually at really inopportune moments like times when somebody's very upset or a happy time like a birthday or a celebration. The adult child will be mocked and condemned for years to come. Any feelings about all of this are completely illegal. The child and all around the narcissist are made to feel like their feelings are wrong and selfish and must therefore be diverted and repressed. There is only room for the narcissist's stunted and ill-informed feelings. Everyone else has to ignore their own in order to validate the narcissists. And there's almost an inhuman amount of self-control that is required. From a young age, the child of a narcissist 
will be forced to control themselves, control what they say and do, how they dress, even how they sit or walk across a room. Only the narcissist has free reign to express themselves in all manner of ways. Everyone else has to suck it up and kowtow to their every whim. It's extremely dangerous, as you can imagine, and as you probably know, in this situation to be vulnerable. Whether the child doesn't get one of their unfunny mocking jokes, or maybe drops something in the street, or simply had a hard day at school or with friends, any vulnerability that child may show to the narcissistic parent will be open to attack, gaslighting, and twisting every word that comes out of that child's mouth. And next, the narcissist is in total denial of all of this. The narcissistic parent will be in complete denial that they they are the one creating a toxic environment in which people are being mistreated, scapegoated, verbally and emotionally and physically abused. The narcissist is completely delusional, and the older the child gets, the more they realize that this is what is happening and that they are trapped. Because of this, there is a complete lack of safety. There will always be hypervigilance and fear in the narcissistic home. This can do extensive damage to a child. And we'll be talking later about the health ramifications and emotional brain impacts upon somebody in their formative years in the narcissistic family dynamic. So regardless of a person's role in the narcissistic family, whether they are the child or children of the narcissist, the narcissist's spouse or intimate partner, or another family member or close friend, the defining experience is one of tension, instability, and insufficient adult support. Children in narcissistic families inevitably experience enormous amounts of criticism, unrealistic expectations, boundary erosion, and emotional neglect. Children in these families are in constant anxiety, stress, and fear, and under the immense strain of the narcissistic parent's incessant pathological and delusional behavior. So here we've looked at the narcissistic family dynamic in this episode. In the next episode of this three-episode arc, we'll look at narcissistic parenting and drill down further into the characteristics of a narcissistic parent. Please note, this podcast is not intended to replace professional therapy or counseling. It serves as a supplementary resource for support and encouragement. Listeners, you are encouraged to seek professional help if needed. I did, and it still works for me every day. Stay tuned, and I look forward to healing with you next time. Bye-bye.